Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to She Believe He Could podcast. It's like, I'm not just going to jump on here like I didn't ghost y'all. Um, these past couple of weeks from ending season three of the Hey Girl, Mind Your Mindset series. First of all, I just want to thank all of our guests that we had on the show. I really want to give my heart and just my gratefulness to those amazing women who blessed us on the show for the Hey Girl, Mind Your Mindset series. And so I pray that it filled you up. I got some wonderful feedback and it was such an amazing time to really stand in this place with someone else. You know, um, I think for me, when I jump on here on the podcast by myself, sometimes it doesn't seem as though I'm reaching that one, you know, but having that, that connection, that, that conversation with someone else, I knew that God was there in the midst of it all. And so our Bible tells us that where two or more are gathered, he is there. And so I'm so grateful for that time. Shout out to Rosalind Renee. Shout out to Kiana Shaw. Um, shout out to Felicia Thomas. Shout out to Carlisha. Shout out to Leticia. Shout out to who am I missing? Who am I missing? Did I get everybody? Shout out to those amazing women, y'all. They truly blessed me in season three for the Hey Girl Mind Your Mindset series. And it probably will help if I put my glasses on, y'all. I probably could see what I am missing. Oh, last but not least, Brishavia Jordan. During season three, if you was tuned into all six episodes, we talked about identify, surrender, decide, speak, believe, and affirm. And so we have ended season three. I did want to end on just, hey girl, minding your mindset. And so before I jump into what's been going on with me and life in general, I do want to highlight that ending season three of the Hey Girl, Mind Your Mindset series, it does not have to stop on the podcast. If you would go to shebelievehecould.org, sign up for the email list, I can definitely stay in communication with you more over there. Um, so when I'm not jumping on a podcast, you can at least kind of know what's going on with me. Also, there is a new page on the website. It is Mind Your Mindset. So I have um, figured up 21 ways that you can mind your mindset. And so for the month of November, we are taking what we need, meaning that we are minding our mindset. And so I provided to you 21 ways that you can do this. You don't have to do one thing every single day. You could do two things for the next 21 days, or you could do all of the things for the next 21 days, whatever that looks like for you. But feel free to check that out. It's at www.shebelievehecould.org and you will select Mind Your Mindset page over on the site. So if you are on our email list, you would have already gotten that list in your email. I pray that it blessed you. And even if you don't take those 21 days right now, you could definitely refer back to that list when you are absolutely ready to take those 21 days of minding your mindset. For me, I've been um, doing a little bit of everything. And so let's get into that update. 
So life happened in the month of October. I'm not so sad to see it go. October was the month for me. In the midst of the goodness of what God was doing in that series, I too was finding myself minding my mindset for the preparation of what only God knew that was coming my way. So at the beginning of October, I was in a rear end auto accident. It ended up being a hit and run where I was um, rear ended at a red light and then the guy fled the scene. And so police was called, paramedics was called, all of the things that happens in a car accident. And it really shook me to my core. Again, y'all, if y'all are on the email list, you got the full story. You kind of got my heart posture behind how I felt, just emotions that brewed during that time. And so I want to encourage you to connect with me beyond the show um, and sign up for my email list. That way, when I drop those emails and I'm pouring out from my heart, you know, like, wow, you know, this is what's going on with her. And so there isn't question. There isn't room for doubt. It's just more so like life is happening. And so I have to be present in his presence during that time. So at the beginning of October, I was in a car accident. And in the midst of all this, y'all, my granny, my mother's mom, my granny, y'all, she has been in a fight of ovarian cancer. And she was residing in Alabama for two years. My mom went and got her in July. Right after I came back from that mission trip from LA, my mom brought her back to Texas. So she has been, she had been with us for three months prior to, um, things really going downhill and really taking a turn for the worse. And so we have been just dealing with that as a family. I've really been trying to support my mom and really be there for her and for my sister, my brother, and for our whole family because we're such a small little group of a, you know, a family and we don't really have a lot of people that we can depend on. So we always feel the weight of what's going on in our family. To say all that, so my granny got really, really sick. Um, like I said, she had ovarian cancer that had spread it to her stomach and it was progressing really fast. She did three rounds of chemo treatment and it, it did not do anything. It did not even budge the cancer. It didn't fight anything. It was just, it was weak. And so that, you know, a couple of weeks ago, she went into the hospital and they was like, she has to go on hospice care. That's our recommendation. So she's comfortable. We want to make sure she's comfortable first and that she has peace of mind and that she can go home and be with family, you know, until the end of her days. And so we were like, okay, cool. You know, we understood, you know, the assignment. We was preparing ourselves for that for quite some time. And so we were told that she had a couple months maybe weeks um, left with us here in the earth. And so we were like, okay, you know, we, we really was, was fighting through our tears and we really allowed God to come in and be God. And we trusted the plan that he had. And so we're like, okay, cool. She's going to come home. She's going to get her team of nurses. She's going to get the care that she deserves. And so my mom is not doing it alone, you know? And so we were grateful for the hospice team. We were grateful for the hospital bed and all of the supplies that they were getting to her. And we were just thankful that we were getting help. Finally, you know, unfortunately it came at the help of hospice, but it was better than no help. Right. So she came home on a Friday and she left us October 24th, Sunday morning. And we went from she has months to weeks to a hospice nurse 
coming in our home and saying she has hours. And so from Friday to Saturday night to the wee hours of Sunday morning, we didn't know when she was going to go. We knew that it was not looking good. And we were so just, we were so like taken back how fast everything was moving. It seemed like in time. And so we was intentional about her space. We played worship and gospel and we called everyone we knew that that loved her and knew her to come and see her because we didn't know how much more time she had left. So again, like she ended up leaving us October 24th between 530 and 6 a.m. in the morning. We all stayed the night in my mom's. We had a big slumber party, all of the kids, all of the grandkids and the great grandkids. And we wanted to be with her and we surrounded her um, during those final hours. And so it's been such a whirlwind since like that's why minding your mindset is so imperative, so crucial when Life has its lows when the winds are blowing, when the rain is pouring. You want to know where you are in the midst of that storm. You want to be like Peter. You want to not only question what you see, but you want to ask God, Lord, if it's really you, tell me to come. And so me stepping outside of that boat. Yes, I was fearful, but I was more focused on my Savior. I was more focused on Jesus Christ that when I step out of this boat and I begin to walk towards you, Father, I do not want to look to the left nor the right at the winds and the waves of what is surrounding me. I want to look directly at you because I know with you there is a greater peace that will surpass all my understanding. And so that's where I am. That's where I've been. I didn't want to just ghost y'all like that. I didn't want to just pause the show in the midst of us making arrangements and um, preparing for my granny home going service. And so I am taking 21 days, taking what I need, taking the break, taking the time to be with my family, taking the time to just comfort my loved ones, be present in my home. And I don't want to have to worry about the business side of things, the podcast, the uploads, the social media posts, me connecting with people outside of, you know, my family at this time, because I don't want to step into places in positions that God has not called. He has called me to minister to my mom, to my family, to my sister, to be the hope in the midst of hopelessness, to be the light in the midst of this dark time, to really pave the way to where God is glorified in all that we do and all that I am. And so I thank God for allowing me to breathe life in such a new way. Um, I thank God for allowing me to see beyond what I see. And I just want to encourage somebody in the midst of this bonus episode, me giving y'all this life update. God was really speaking to me about one who say, oh, I know God won't put more on me than I can bear. And I remember growing up, my mom would say that a lot, but I I truly do believe she was saying it from a place of pride, maybe, or maybe from a place of like, you know, I can handle this because God wouldn't put more on me than I can bear. So I must can bear this all if I got it on me, right? And so I don't know if you had that same mentality with that more than I can bear, but I really wanted to give you the revelation that God was giving me in that, um, in that saying and you feeling boastful or you filling yourself up with the courage um, possibly to take on all that you have. And so in the midst of that, 
We find ourselves resisting the endurance that gives us the ability to grow in our faith in the midst of the hardship. So God will not put more on me than I can bear. It comes with resistance naturally because sometimes as people, we find ourselves speaking from a place of pride instead of that place of need. You know, pride is selfish. It's self-worship. It's self-being. And so we also find ourselves speaking from the position of strength instead of um, really allowing God to come and comfort our weakness you know in those moments when you find yourself having more than you can bear are you really that strong right like do you really see the strength in what God is doing are you walking in your own strength or are you finding yourself weak and and inadequate you know during that time and where you're needing God to come in and be your strength and be your walk having that strength it is power or it's an influence that we are physically strong. So we go out and we we pick up all that we see, right? Because God would not give us this if we couldn't bear it. And so sometimes we find ourselves picking up things in our own strength. And lastly, y'all, sometimes we are speaking that from a posture of suffering. It's the state of undergoing pain, distress, or hardship. And what I know that I have heard as a child and just in my adult years that, you know, God will not put more on me than I can bear. It's lukewarm um, in the spirit because you're uncertain of all that he will continue to give you. And you're doubtful if you can really bear it. But you say that from a place of I'm really suffering right now, but I'm going to believe that God is not putting more on me than I can bear. And so it makes us self-sufficient. You know, it it makes us feel um, independent that we don't need help of others and that we can do all that God is needing us to do. And I want to be very clear in this passage of scripture that really highlights more than I can bear. It's found in 1 Corinthians 10 verses 12. It says, if you think you are standing strong, be careful not to fall. The temptations in your life are no different from what others experience and God is faithful. He would not allow the temptation to be more than you can stand. When you are tempted, he will show you a way out so that you can endure. And so again, more than I can bear is not the physical being or the emotional weight of what all that you see and what you may be carrying, but it's the temptation to do what is right. It is the endurance that you allow yourself to tread in instead of the resistance, instead of you fighting back, instead of you pulling on the rope to get more than than to get more than what you have. God is saying, make the right decisions. Do not be tempted by what you see. Um, allow God to come in and be your strength. Allow him to show you the way out of the, of the rabbit hole. Allow him to show you the way out of that maze. Instead of you deciding that I have the strength to do it all and be all, and I'm going to make my left turn instead of that right turn. I have not once considered communicating with God or conversing with him and seeking the Holy Spirit for help. I'm going to do this because God gave me this. What God is saying is that he will not allow the temptation to be more than you can stand. He will show you a way out. And when you are out, you can endure that. And so I want you guys to be encouraged that God gives us his promise that he is faithful to give us strength to choose 
right. And so in, at this time, y'all, I just want to thank y'all for truly being a listener of the show. This has been such a whirlwind in time. It's been high and it's been low. And I'm so thankful for my tribe, for my community, my sisterhood, those who have reached out, sent their condolences. Thank you so much. In honor of my grandmother, Diane, my mother, Deanna, my sister, Brianna, my brother, Eddie, my uncles, my cousins, all those who truly felt the love and need the love during this time. I thank you, sis, for being human and, and allowing time to restore um, under the father's wing, allowing the comfort and the peace to subside our minds and really calm those raging thoughts and really um, cradle those emotions where we get really sad. And so grief is not something that should be contained, but it should be something that is embraced. And we allow ourselves to feel but not dwell. And we allow ourselves to stumble but not fall. And so I thank you, sis, for just being here, being a part of the show. And I want to um, really encourage you during this time and in the midst of my time that life is so short and time is all that we have in the end. And when you're no longer faced with that time, you have to allow God to be bigger than time itself. God is not a God of time. He's outside of time. And so what we see by the hour, God has seen by the days and by the weeks and by the months, by the eternity of us, of, of our life and in the seasons that continuously to change, God sees all of what is coming from the beginning to the middle to the end. And so be encouraged that there is nothing that God is allowing us to feel or to see. Um, and so I'm, I'm, I'm grateful, sis. So until next time, peace. <laughs>